you know, a lot of people are sitting here, they hear these buzzwords, they hear all these things that are hot and ag, and right now drone is one of those words. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Rod here from A Better Way to Farm, where we improve yields and increase profits for growers each and every day. I'm super excited to get to bring our guest on today that we have. I just love what he's doing for the industry, how he's helping people. He has helped several people that I am personally friends with, and I am eternally grateful for that. And I know that he would like to help you just as well. We're going to be talking today about drones and what their fit is into your farming operation, why you may or may not want to take a look at that, and then perhaps which drone you would want to take a look at if you were going to do it. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome to the call Mr. Sam Rockwell from Mercosa Drones. Sam, thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. So again, my name is Sam Rockwell. I am the founder and president of Rocosa Ag based out of Grinnell, Iowa. Rocosa is a company that I founded in 2019. Initially started this company as a custom applicator only. I did that all the way through 2020, 2021. And then at the end of 2021, made the decision that based off everything that was happening in the industry and that I was helping so many people get started on this, it was actually a good idea to just go ahead and become a dealer um, so that we could further our operation and help farmers and and, and custom applicators. There's a lot of people that just want to do a custom application business. Absolutely. And like I said, you've helped a bunch of our team. We've got several people who have drones and you've been very gracious in helping them get started doing the paperwork that it takes, teaching them what they need to know, giving them secrets and shortcuts. So let's dive right in here and let's talk about, you know, a lot of people are sitting here, they hear these buzzwords, they hear all these things that are hot and ag. And right now, drone is one of those words. But uh, Sam, let's drill down. Why would an individual want to have their own drone? What can they do with it? And what advantages does it give them on their own farm? So if you're looking at doing your own stuff on your own operation, probably the biggest thing is the ability to put on whether you're doing a spraying operation or putting on cover crop or urea. Uh, the main thing is you're able to do it when you want to or when you need to rather than waiting on um, a plane or a helicopter or ground rig. It gives us the ability to put the operation out there even with even if it's even if it's wet. So there are a lot of advantages. The biggest ones is uh, being able to put the, t- the stuff on in a timely fashion. And that's controlling their own destiny. I, you know, for the last 20 years, I've told guys that didn't have a sprayer buy a sprayer because I really believe that there's a lot of money made there or lost. And I believe that well, doing a drone is the exact same thing because you can fool your feet. Let's talk about what you see people doing with it. You see people fool your feet and you see them do chemicals, fungicides, pesticides, herbicides. What all are you seeing done with the drones? So the majority of us and our customers are doing is going to be a fungicide. That's the biggest one that everybody runs to whether that's two-pass, and I think we're going to see a lot more two-pass and probably three as tar spot continues to be a problem. But we're also seeing a lot of stuff with cover crop. There's a lot of guys putting cover crop off on, and we're seeing a lot of foliar feed. We do a lot of foliar feed on alfalfa, but we're also doing a lot of foliar feed on soybeans and corn. So we may do that as an early pass along with an early fungicide run. So there's the foliar feed is probably our second biggest that we're doing, and then 
herbicide application, of course, but that is a little more complicated with a drone and, and an aerial piece of equipment. Absolutely. And you know, the, the key to the foliar feeding from where we stand, and we've spent a lot of years figuring out how to do it and how to be predictable, how to get good, consistent results. And the key is really timeliness, timeliness of the crop stage, timeliness at the time of day. I get guys that want to go foliar feed at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's 104 out. That's not going to work. And so, you know, we're going to have to go early in the morning or late in the evening. And a lot of time, the custom applicators, they don't want to do that. And so by doing it this way, you can really control your own destiny. Let's switch gears for a minute and talk about somebody that might be saying, hey, maybe I could farm and have a side hustle here. I ought, maybe I ought to get a drone and do some custom work. What do you have to say to those individuals? So on the T30 last year, we actually saw about a third, a third, a third split. We were about a third of the drones we sold were just to farmers doing their own stuff. We sold two you know, a third of the guys were guys who were farmers, but also wanted to do a little bit of custom work, but not a lot. And then a third of it was guys that just, that's all they want to do is a custom application. So with that, it's a little complicated. You got some, you got some regulations to deal with, but you know, what we're seeing just a really big uptick, not only in the number of people who are wanting to do custom application, but also farmers who are switching over to a drone application for their fungicide run. The opportunity is there. We actually, every single year since we started this thing, we turn down acres. We cannot physically spray all of the acres that everybody wants us to. It's a good problem to have, but on the other side, you want to be able to run as many customers as you can. So we actually have, you know, my first couple of years, I ran with a couple of guys and they actually bought some T30s last year to run their own, um, to spray their own. So which you're going to get some of that. And, and again, we have enough acres that that doesn't bother me to, to help people get started on covering their own stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, you've even helped some guys that went into the custom business and you've been gracious and I'm very well aware of that. And I, I do appreciate it. If a guy's going to do a custom application business, what's a realistic number of acres that he can cover? Well, it doesn't matter a day. How many acres can a guy cover in a day with a T30 drone? So if you're going to run a T30, you know, you're going to run anywhere from 25 to 35 acres an hour. That's going to depend on a, on a couple of different things. Some you can fix and some you can't. So one of the biggest things is your tender trailer. If you've got a really good setup and able to fill that drone up quickly, you know, get it in, change the battery, fill it up and get it out, that is going to make a huge difference in your number of acres. Second part of that is setting up a really good team. So we run me and my son are pilots. And then we have our load guy. And if you've got a really good load guy, that one guy can run two to three drones fairly easy. And that as long as you've got a really good team, that'll make a difference. Part that's going to hurt you a little bit is the field layout and field access. So we do have some fields that the only place we can access it is the field entrance that's going to be one of those fields that's going to slow you down. You're probably going to get 25 acres. Some right. of the other ones, we did some fields at 35 or 38 with a T30. Now, those aren't a lot of them just because it's not a perfect field, but that's still a pretty good number to run. About 30, 32 is really a, a fairly decent number if you've got some decent fields. So there is a new drone coming out, which is a T40. It was actually just announced, and that is going to be a game changer for custom applicators, just based off all the information that we've done with it. Okay, so talk to us. What's the advantage of the T40 over the T30? 
So the T40 has got a few advantages. First off, it's a 40 liter. So you're talking about a 10 gallon uh, versus a 30 liter, which is somewhere around eight gallons. So if you're doing two gallon an acre of fungicide work, that is another full acre, depending on your row length and all of that. The other advantage is it has a smart start to where instead of going out to the, so these drones are made so that they'll have a break point of where you run out of chemical. Uh, you bring it back, you fill it, you send it back out, and then it'll start. It would The T30 would fly out to that start point, fly back, and then continue on, whereas the T40 is actually going to start on your end of the row, fly down to where it left off, and then cut at an angle down to the other end of the row and fly back. That is a huge advantage we're seeing. We're going to see probably that easily is going to help on longer rows or with an application where you're putting three to four gallons an acre on to really be a whole lot more efficient. But that should add about five acres an hour is what we're seeing on some of that, if not more. So you're thinking we can add five acres to an hour with doing that. That's fantastic. Talk to me about the trailer setup. I have a guy up in Minnesota who had, I've seen several trailer setups. I loved his. He had a gooseneck. He had a, a landing platform on the top. He had a gas pump nozzle for filling it. Uh, he could fill very quickly. He could bring it in. He could land it. And he could be right back off and running. But let's talk about what you see as a great setup for a trailer as you're doing the, the drone work. So we've had a lot of people ask us about the trailer setup, and I wish I could answer and say that there is one trailer that is perfect for everybody. Unfortunately, that is not the case. So we have a lot of our customers that run an enclosed trailer. And then they'll set up a platform on top of it or or they'll do something else, whether it's a gooseneck or whatever. We actually run an open trailer. So this year we ran an 18-foot equipment trailer, just a car hauler, with a platform on top. And you need that platform as you really need to see over the top of the corner to see what that drone is doing. I caution people on landing on a platform. I know there's a lot of that out there. The biggest thing is these drones are fairly big. So the T30's got 38-inch props. T40 is going to have 54-inch props. So landing that thing within 20 feet of you, is you've got to be really cautious on that. If anything goes wrong or if you just misjudge the landing, it's that's one of the big things. So we don't land on our trailer unless it's an absolute necessity. Um, okay. We're actually using the platforms for us to stand on and then we'll land on the ground. Nice. So, okay. Um, you know, it's so an open trailer for us is a perfect setup. We have our platform. We have two 500-gallon, two 300-gallon 300, 300 totes. We have a 110-gallon induction tank. And depending on which trailer we run, we may have a 200-gallon hot load tank. We have two generators on there because we're running two drones. And then our drones are on the very back of the trailer. So when we pull in, we have a pretty good system where we can have the drones off be set up and be running in less than three minutes. Wow. So you guys got efficiency down to an art form. That's fantastic. I want to talk a little bit, Sam, if you will, talk to me about uniformity of coverage and how you feel that. I've had people say they love it. I've had people ask some questions. Obviously, you've been doing this for a lot longer than anybody I know. Talk to me about what you're seeing from a uniformity of coverage with the drone. So with the, we'll go back to the T30. So I will go back all the way back to where I started. When I started, it was the T16. T16 was a fairly decent piece of equipment, but it had its faults. When we started running that, I, I actually reached out to DJI and said, hey, look, this is 
got some issues. We need to make some changes if you guys want to continue to sell these things. Have them fly in the U.S. because they're really not very good for row crop application. They will work, but it's a little more challenging. The T20 was a little better. The T30 was significantly better. The T40 is just head and tails above the of what the T30 is. So the T16, T20, T30 all used T-Jet XR nozzles, just an extended range, 110-degree nozzle on them. And we actually found that we have a really good coverage on those. And again, it's going to make a difference of how high you are above the canopy. So that's going to be a, a deciding factor. If you're too low, you're going to have spots that you're probably going to miss. You have to do a little bit of work and a little bit of thinking of, on what you're doing when you're out there spraying. So if we're spraying above alfalfa or if we're doing a foliar feed on alfalfa, we're probably going to run in that 10 to 12 foot height. And the reason for that is these have so much prop wash that they will actually move the canopy enough that you'll expose the dirt. And that's not going to do anybody any good. So when we're running beans, beans, we're running probably 10 to 12 feet above as well, depending on how tall the beans are. For the same reason, again, you don't want to expose any dirt. Corn, we're always going to be about 12. We're running about 12 feet above the canopy. With that height, we see a really good coverage. Now, the T40 is going to have these rotary nozzles. So I know there's been some testing that was done uh, in Canada, and the rotary nozzle actually has a better uniformity and a better coverage than the T-Jet nozzles did. We're still doing a lot of testing with that because it just came out. But from what we're looking at, I think that's going to be a big advantage. New and exciting every day. That's that's the cool part. Sam, let's pretend that I want to buy a drone. I buy a drone from you. How am I going to learn how to run it? Do you have a school? Do you have a class? Take my money and say good luck. Talk to me about what that looks like. We do a training. So my training is a little different than some of the other people out there. My idea of a training is I'm going to get you here. I'm going to show you the drone, introduce you all the parts of it, and then I'm going to hand you the controller. And from that point forward, the controller is in your hands. We're going to show you how to set the parameters, all of the settings within the controller itself. That's really the best way to do it is to have somebody just put the thing in their hands and do it. So we'll do the first flight normally ourselves. So we'll take it back, we'll fly it, and then we'll hand it over from there, and then we'll teach people how to fly these things. But I'm one of those guys that I believe that most people learn better with hands-on than they do sitting down and having me tell them what it is and how to do it. So our training, you know, it... Three to four hours is usually about as far as we get before everybody looks at me and goes, okay, it's uh, information overload. But at that point, they, you know, we're always available so anybody can call us and we'll walk you through any issues that you have and anything that you may have forgotten from our conversation. So we spend a lot of time on training. I think the training is a big, big part of what we're doing, especially for people that have never flown a drone. So I started flying drones in 2014. Of course, that was the little Phantom 2 at that time. Moved up to the Phantom 3 Pro, then the Phantom Pro 4 Pro, and then the Mavic and Inspire and the uh, Matrice. So I've flown a lot of different drones, so it's pretty easy for me to just grab one of these and fly, but that's not the case with a lot of other people. Right. So Okay. Well, Sam, I, you know what I really want people to do is I want them to reach out to you. So how would they go about getting a hold of you? What's the phone number? What's the email address they could use if they want to reach out to you? So if you want to reach out to me by phone, the number is 401-821-0532, and that is actually my personal cell phone number. And anybody can call that to ask any questions. 
or anything like that. Our website is www.rocoza.com. It's R-O-C-O-Z-A.com. We also have a Facebook page, Rocoza Ag, so they can reach out to us on that as well. Fantastic. I appreciate the customers listening in. Typically, we do something here. If they was to use the code BETTERWAY, Sam, what could they get in return for that? What kind of a favor would you do for them for calling in after listening to the podcast? So if you use the Better Way, we'll set you up with some swag. I'm not really sure what we're going to do just yet, whether it's a cap or something, but we'll help you out. Uh, awesome. Like I appreciate so, that. Uh, All swag right. is well, everybody. Everybody likes swag. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, we try to keep these at a certain time limit. We're rapidly approaching that. So, Sam, just give us some closing thoughts here on what you would like to tell the listeners who are going to dial in and take a listen here. If you're looking, one of the things we didn't go over is is the licensing and all of that. Um, And there is some stuff that you need to do in order to get these fly through the FAA. One of those things, if you're looking at a custom application or to fly these on your operation next year, you really need to get started on that FAA paperwork because it takes a few months to do all of the work. So that's probably the biggest thing is, is to get started on that part of it so that when you are ready to go, you have all your paperwork in line. Okay. So if they're interested in this, it's time to go right now. That's yes. uh, We're getting started for 2023 is what you're telling us. And I know you were a big help to the guys getting their paperwork done, and I do appreciate that very much with that. So, well, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. If you find value in what we do, would you please give us a rating and share us with a friend? Of course, you can find us on our flagship platform on Facebook. Go to A Better Way to Farm. Take a look at a lot of videos on a lot of different things. You can also go to TikTok for some short-form video, type in A Better Way to Farm, and you can swing by the website at abetterwaytofarm.com and take a look at some things that might help improve your profitability for 2023. It's a great pleasure to have Sam on the call with us. I appreciate that. We appreciate all of you who listen, and we really do hope that all of you are having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.